the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Home Buyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. GOP senators preparing now for the confirmation tomorrow of Supreme Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett eight days before the election. Barrett's nomination hardly in doubt, though, in the GOP-controlled chamber. However, the conservative judge has picked up the crucial backing of Republican Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Democrats, though, mounting procedural hurdles that have no real ability to stop the confirmation. Democrats say the election winner should be one making the pick. The White House, meanwhile, says Vice President Pence is still on the job, plans to maintain an aggressive campaign schedule this week. That despised his exposure to a top aide who tested positive. Vice President's office says that his chief of staff, Mark Shorts, is now in quarantine. This is SRN News. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high of 32 degrees with some light snow. Is your child unenthused about school or lagging behind because of all the last-minute changes and distant learning due to COVID-19? It's not too late to get them caught up. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com today to see a list of our partner schools and save half off on your first year enrollment for a new student. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like and a follow if you so desire. And as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. As I've uh, alluded to the past several weeks, folks, we're going to be focusing a lot on the state legislative races that are taking place uh, this November, uh, nine days to be exact, Election Day. And obviously the presidential race, very important. U.S. Senator, congressional races, all very important. But, folks, you really need to be engaged in your local races, specifically state races, because in early 2022, the congressional lines are going to be redrawn, and the state legislature that's elected in nine days is going to have a hand in that. And with that are a couple of candidates that we hope are going to be present uh, for that uh, particular uh, policy is uh, Sandra Jimenez. She is running in Minnesota House District 57B, the Republican candidate, which is comprised of Rosemont and uh, parts of Apple Valley. And a bonus, uh, husband Jose Jimenez, who is running for the Senate seat, Senate District 57, which includes those fine cities as, help me out, Jose, uh, Lakeville as well. Uh, Get closer to the uh, coats and a couple of precincts in Lakeville as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, Sandra, Jose, welcome to the broadcast. Appreciate you having. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for having us here. Well, Sandra, I'll start with you. And uh, I guess 
your motivation for uh, for running and uh, getting out there and risking life and limb, uh, <laughs> getting out there door knocking, Sandra Jimenez? Um, well, we wanted to get involved because we felt that the this country was going in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and the state. And I'm originally from Boston, so it's very similar out there running, you know, going in the wrong direction. So um, my daughter ran about four years ago mm-hmm. and decided she moved, she moved away. She not still in Minnesota, but she moved away. Sure. Yeah. So we said, you know, my, I looked at my husband and I said, let's do it. I like it. Yeah. So you decided, to, was it, did you decide right away it would kind of be a tag team effort with one running for Senate, one for House? And how did you decide which would run for which, Sandra? Well, first <laughs> they wanted, uh, I think he was being asked to run for Senate. And he said, oh, I don't know. We just started a business. I don't know if we can do it. And so he was thinking of not doing it. And I looked at him and I said, okay, if you run for Senate, I can run for state and we'll do it together. Yeah, yeah right. And so we did. Exactly. exactly. So we help each other out a lot. No, I'm a, I'm a trivia buff. Has that ever happened before? A husband and wife running as, uh, in the same district? I'd be curious. I, like I say, I love, I love fascinating facts like that. So I, you know, I would be curious if that's ever happened before. Uh, I don't think we've heard of it, but I, I'll tell you that um, some people say, oh, you're, you're running for state and he's running for for Senate. Yeah, right. Are you going to always <laughs> agree with everything that he says? And I said, no, I don't do that in my marriage. So why would I <laughs> do it fair. in the That's house? <laughs> exactly. So you'll always make sure that all the decisions are properly filtered, you know. So, But we're also fortunate. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for having us on. Uh, to be able to co-sponsor each other if necessary on bills. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I also decided to run as well as that, you know, my, my parents came from Mexico, and I was mm-hmm. born in the United States. And, and I'm basically doing two things. I, I'm, I'm fighting for the American dream. Sure. I've been really blessed uh, all my life to, to be, become, you know, I was born a citizen, and then be able to fight my way from the barrios of Chicago to the corporate boardrooms of Minnetonka. And, and I want that story to still continue to be told and encourage young people today that it still can be done. And, you know, and we want to fight for those folks that can't fight for themselves. And I've seen a number of, of, of programs in our state that have really failed some of our uh, vulnerable adults. And, and we're like, let's bring back our humanity. Right, We're spending right. a lot of money in those programs, and these poor people are not getting properly represented. Exactly. Now, yeah, obviously, we, you know, we talk about uh, you know, this being the most important election of our lifetime. But I would da- you know, and we say that every election, but I would dare say that some of the issues we're facing, not just in our country, but in our own state, in our own uh, uh, urban areas— you know, Minneapolis, just, what, 15, 20-minute drive away, we're kind of the epicenter of some of the uh, racial unrest that took place in the aftermath of George Floyd's passing. So uh, is that resonating? Sandra, I guess I'll start with you. Is that resonating with the folks as you're knocking on the door? Are they concerned uh, about this talk? of? I mean, it's happening in Minneapolis, talk of defunding police, but it has reached some suburban areas as well, Sandra. Jimenez. Absolutely. Absolutely. People are afraid that it's going to start coming to their communities. They don't. They want law and order. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear about defunding the or dismantling of the police, and I hear it over and over again. So how is uh, how are the constituents uh, Jose responding to now? Another big issue affect us worldwide is the uh, obviously the coronavirus pandemic, and we've talked a little bit off air. Uh, Governor Walls extending his emergency powers every thirty days. Basically, you have one person making all the decisions about this particular policy. Is this something that's uh, resonating with voters in Senate District 57? It, it is, Brad. It is resonating, and especially a lot with a lot of small business owners as well. Oh, we've, sure. We've actually, they've actually asked us in a number of forums and a number of doors we've knocked on. They're like, our businesses are dying. Mm. And, and, and what, what, how are you going to help us when you get there? What can you do? And, and that's the thing. We need to step in and try to figure out a way of wrestling that power back from Governor Waltz, being able to safely reop- reopen the, the, the economy, working closely with our both houses and the governor, working with business associations, and figuring out what's the, the safe way to do that. And I think we're all smart enough to be able to do that. We've said a couple of times, it comes down to personal responsibility. We've done it before. Whenever last year I was sick and I couldn't go to work or I had strep throat, I'd stay home. Sure. And I'd call my boss and say, I'm not going to come in because I don't want to get everybody else sick. Sure. And I think we can do the same thing. So we need Papa Walls to trust us and, and same with our legislators to say, hey, they can do this. We can all do this. So they're saying, help us out. We're dying out here. Now, I, have you had an opportunity to participate in candidate forums? Because obviously both Senate District 57 and uh, I believe both House seats in, in there as well, represented by DFL members of the legislature. 
how are they explaining this to the constituents? Because, you know, I, in my opinion, again, these are my words, you can agree or disagree, the House is basically abdicating their responsibility by continuing to allow Governor Walls to make these unilateral decisions, Sandra Jimenez. He's, I, yeah, I. they just, you know, I've asked Hewitt, and they think he's, uh, that Walls is doing a good job. Okay. And they're right. going to just keep doing it. And I, I think it's become... Uh, politicized, which is really sad. I don't really think that, and I think that uh, they want to give him the power all the way through the election. Who knows what's going to happen after that, but we have, we have plans to win back the House, so we're going to take it back from them. And yeah. if, I could, if I could take yeah, that a little step further, uh, we've actually pushed our, our, our incumbents to say, okay, so fine, you went away till this is all over, but at that point, there won't be any more Income tax. It won't be any more sales tax. Our businesses will be down. And we're going to be so much in debt. How are we going to get out of this economy? They don't have any good answers. So, again, we have to find a way of getting there faster, safely, so that we can get things back on track. And something we haven't faced very often in this state, I mean, you know, for for a lot of the progressive role that has taken place at the Capitol, I mean, it's been uh, since 2006 we've even had a Republican governor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've all – we've been – We've done pretty well. We've had, you know, when every year they do the budget surplus and we've all, or budget forecast, we always have a surplus. And I'm always a little offended when they rejoice over a $2 billion surplus. That means you took way more money than you needed to from hardworking, taxpaying families. That aside, because of the pandemic and a lot of businesses shutting down and what have you and people not working, the tax base has dried up to now where we're facing a deficit. And it doesn't seem like there's any realistic conversation about how about cutback spending? I mean, you all talked about how you mm-hmm. started a business, right. working families, what have you. When times are tight, we don't look to try to you know, put ourselves in a deeper financial hole by maybe borrowing money. So what are some of the suggestions, I guess, to start with you, Jose, that you would probably bring to the table to say, hey, this is the best way to close this deficit because constitutionally we are not allowed to deficit spend? Exactly. Well, first of all, you know, and we've told this to our, our incumbents as well, one, reopen the economy. Two, there's, uh, an, there's, we're overtaxed, so we can't look at trying to increase revenues and fees because as a state we are overtaxing our citizens, and now they're coming off a really uh, difficult uh, COVID uh, situation. Sure. Thirdly, we're sitting, okay, what can we do in terms of really looking at uh, Department of uh, Health and Human Services, Department of Education? There's been audits that have been done in both departments and say these are the fixes that can go in, better auditing, better financial programs in order to be able to cut out the waste. Let's implement those things and then start cutting some programs. Now, the the answer we get is, oh, we're going to do some value cuts. Well, now that's value cuts. Now you're asking your your, your constituents for value cuts. We're going to have to make some of those tough decisions, Brad. I think some of the things that we're going to do is start messaging early to our constituents. Mm -hmm. There's some tough decisions we need to make. We want to hear from you early on because we're going to have to move in that direction quickly. Obviously, there are families, young families in particular, you know, if they're say in some of the more urban areas, they'll they'll realize they're not getting as well served as they'd like to from for their, for their kids' education. Mm-hmm. So as a result, they'll move to suburbs, suburbs like Apple Valley and Rosemont and Lakeville for the expectation of, of a better education. Well, now with a lot of the distance learning, hybrid learning that's taking place, it's just not serving some families very well. So Sandra, what are some of the uh, I guess some of the ideas you're bringing forward, or what are some what are some things you're hearing from parents that they would like to see differently brought to the table? Well, they want their kids to go back to school full time, okay. and that's not happening. And they said what's happening now is not working. The kids are not learning; they're falling further and further behind. And some and nobody's talking about this. And I don't, you know, we're losing at least a year now from when this first started. Right. And what are we going to do with these kids that have lost a lot in that year? And if we don't do something soon, I, I'm afraid that um, mental health is going to become an issue. These kids are, are really suffering, and we, we need to do something, and we need to start talking about it. Yeah, one thing Santa's been talking about, too, with, with a lot of uh, her, her voters, is school choice. You know, mm-hmm. Giving yes. opportunities, like mm-hmm. give us a chance to take some of these monies and uh, and take our kids you know, to parochial schools or other schools so that they can get those opportunities at a much lower cost. You know, The other thing is I've said we need to find a way of balancing our spending so that we do drive some of the funds to the rural areas right. so they don't have to come here because the fact that they're also being underserved from that standpoint. So I'm sure administratively people don't, don't want to hear this, but there, there's time to make some cuts. 
and we'll have to do that. Once again, we are joined in studio by Jose Jimenez here running in Minnesota Senate District 57, Republican candidate Senate District 57, which covers uh, Apple Valley and uh, Rosemount, as well as parts of Lakeville in uh, Coat City. And his, uh, his bride, uh, Sandra Jimenez, running in House District 57B, which uh, covers... Uh, Rosemount, and also a portion of Apple Valley. Uh, folks, we're going to need to take a break. Are you able to stay with us for just uh, one final segment? Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad. Fantastic. Yeah. Jose Jimenez, Sandra Jimenez coming back, uh, talking there about their respective state legislative races and some uh, big events that are coming up as well. We'll get into that and maybe take a phone call. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, tuning in. Here to take your calls. 651-289-4488. And hashtag NarnShow if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Joined in studio by the uh, husband and wife team of Jose and Sandra Jimenez. Jose running as the Republican candidate in Senate District 57, which is comprised of uh, Apple Valley, Rosemount, as well as a small part of Lakeville, as well as Coates. And uh, Sandra Jimenez on the B side, uh, House District 57B, which covers uh, Rosemount and significant portion of Apple Valley. 
Uh, folks, before we go any further, obviously people know what's at stake, This these legislative races, and uh, people who live in safe districts, uh, like myself, live up in Senate District 35. We're doing pretty good as, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, know that it we have a vested interest in ensuring that the legislature is in Republican hands, particularly when it comes to redistricting. So if folks want to maybe throw in a few bucks to help some last-minute campaign expenditures, if you want to give out your respective websites, social media sites where people can uh, contribute, uh, I'm sure they'd love to. My website is at sandraformn.com. Thank you, Brad. Mine's Jose uh, at joseformn.com. Okay. Joseformn.com. Thank you. Fantastic. Both, and I've, uh, I'll link to both at uh, my website, bradcarlson.org, as well, so people kind of one-stop shop for everything as far as to look up uh, significant issues and uh, volunteerism. Now, how has that dynamic kind of worked? As we talked a bit, little bit about the uh, COVID pandemic, uh, Sandra, you've suffered a, uh, a little mishap as a result of trying to do the responsible <laughs> thing and social distancing. Uh, that notwithstanding... How has that been an adjustment? Because I'm sure when you're thinking of running, you're like, okay, this is going to be great. All these crowds, all these parades kind of fell by the wayside with the COVID pandemic. So how has that adjustment fared? It's been it's been challenging. Um, we've been trying to come up with some creative ways to get uh, our, our name out there and let people know who we are. And it's with this COVID, it's been... I don't know. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, and, it, and it's funny. It, it really, we've had to step it up on social media. And, oh, and, sure. And, and I have to I have to kind of admit to everybody, I, I didn't sign on to Facebook until February for the first time in my life. <laughs> okay. So my daughter's like, Dad, you got to come into the 20th century, let them the 21st century. <laughs> so I, I had to get that whole thing started. I didn't know how Your how daughter helped you. My daughter really helped from that standpoint. So, But uh, you're right, Brad. We, we love uh, meeting people and kind of pressing the flesh. Yeah. Oh, sure. And, and yeah. this whole thing took that, that main part of our game out. But uh, we, we get out there, we knock it on doors, we pull ourselves the, the six, eight feet back, and we're still, at least if we have to, we can still yell our message to the, to the to their And we are social distancing. Yes. That's why um, yesterday when I was knocking, well, ring the doorbell, I stepped back a few feet and didn't realize that I was stepping back onto ice. Oh, my goodness. And everything went up in the air, and I'm on the ground, <laughs> oh, and the no. homeowner comes out, and I looked up, and I said, can I have your vote? Yeah, right. <laughs> look look what you're willing to do for it. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love attention. Yeah, obviously, we're not on video, folks. Uh, Sandra is uh, donning a sling, a fas- very fashionable sling, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> as a, But, uh, you know, hey, it, that's, uh, that's part of the, unfortunately part of the process. There's going to be some... Uh, uh, sidetracks, but thankfully, uh, uh, you got out there and still knocked the door. Uh, Absolutely. Did, did he? Did he confirm that he was? He did. Fantastic. They did say okay. that they, they did get. They were going to vote for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, now you do have a uh, an event coming up uh, very soon within the next uh, week or so. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We chat a little bit off air. A, uh, a food drive that's uh, taking place in conjunction with also. The A side of your uh, district, 57A, Megan Olson, delightful young lady that was on the broadcast a few weeks ago. So uh, why don't you share a little bit about that? Uh, thank you, Brad. And, and uh, the the uh, 57 uh, GOP Republicans are going to team up with the First Baptist Church in Rosemount. Okay. And Pastor David Clear was so kind to team up with us. He said, we've done this many times before with uh, 360 Communities. We'd love to, to host you. So we'll, we'll be having that event on Thursday from 3 to 6. And we're going to be setting part of the, the, the parking lot to be able to have a, a lane through there so that we can collect donations. And we'll be getting volunteers from, from our organization to do that. And, again, uh, Pastor Cleric, we can't thank him enough for really stepping up and really helping us in our communities. That and way. the reason why we're doing this is because of the COVID and the families are hurting and they're having trouble paying their bills. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their their small businesses, mm-hmm. and they might be having a hard time putting food on the table. So we want to be there to try to help them in our community. Yeah, one of the things you know, we obviously we just um, and that's and that's key, obviously, because you know, for all of the campaigning you do, getting out there and you try to get to as many uh, doors as possible, I have to think that the one bright spot of this, and I've talked to a lot of the candidates about this is the constituents feel like they're getting more one-on-one time. I mean, there's only so much time you can spend with them when you're hopping off a parade float to shake hands and got to get back and catch up with the parade. But going door-to-door now, this is the best way to connect with them. And I imagine there's a heck of a lot more personal contact as a result. Yeah, we've met a lot of really nice people. I've actually even met a... a uh, uh, she said she was a registered Democrat, but that she wanted my card because we had the best conversation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is great. We're we're different parties, but we can have a really good conversation, and we right? need more of that in St. Paul. And, Brett, to your point, we've really tried hard to establish a relationship. 
with the people that we meet. And they get to know us, and they realize these are regular folks. Mm-hmm. They're, they're God-fearing, hardworking folks like we are. And so we're sending a couple of, of, of nice fo- people to, to St. Paul. They're going to work hard for us. They have the same values as we do, faith, family, freedom, and we're going to fight for them when we get there. That's fantastic, yeah. And, and, that's, you know, and obviously this food drive that you have coming up this Thursday certainly uh, accentuates that, that, uh, hey, it's, it's more than just about trying to earn your vote. It's mm-hmm. you know, helping a community you're still going to live in, win or lose. So that's, exactly. uh, that's certainly part of it. Exactly. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. Again, our in-studio guest, uh, Jose Jimenez, running in, is a Republican candidate in Senate District 57, and Sandra Jimenez running in House District 57B. Uh, just a few, again, a few more minutes. We talked a little bit about off-air, something that uh, I guess makes sense given the makeup of the district, Rosemount Home, one of the bigger energy uh, facilities Absolutely. in the state. And this is something that's been a big debate, not only at the national level, um, but here at the state level as well. A uh, big fight about mining up in Congressional District 8, the uh, the L3 line that desperately needs to re- be replaced. Uh, there's been nonstop fights about that. How has that impacted uh, your particular race in your district, given that Rosemount and the big energy facility down there is a big part of the district? And obviously people who work there probably live nearby. Well, as many people probably do know, the Pine uh, Pine Bend facility employs over 1,000 people and a number of contractors and, and generates a, num- a lot of money for our tax base. But what a lot of people don't know is that Onbridge, the Canadian company, is the main, has the main pipeline that supplies that facility. If that were to fail, we would lose all those jobs and all that tax, tax base as well. And what's been disheartening, this could be a great opportunity of investing $2.4 billion in the state, in the region, keeps our facility going, and at the same time creates revenue where we, we, we most need it. And, and unfortunately, our incumbents are not supporting it. They're coming out and telling people that uh, it's, it's an environmentally not safe, but not giving us credit for being smart Minnesotans to be able to build something that's going to be effective and not create an environmental problem. Well, I understand the alternate forms of energy. I mean, you know, we need to find the most efficient energy we can. I mean, you know, uh, inexpensive energy is one thing, but if it's not effective and it's not doing what it's supposed to do, I mean, look at how it's wreaking havoc in California, how they can <laughs> barely keep keep functioning out there. The bottom line is if we have aging infrastructure, it has to be replaced. And then there can be the discussion of maybe alternate forms of energy down the line. But this idea that you're just going to let the current th- current infrastructure continue to crumble, I don't see how that moves things forward. No, and, that, and that's a, and you, you, Minnesotans are commonsensical folks, yeah. right? And they see that, and for some reason, it becomes it goes down party lines, and the Green New Deal is influencing the DFL, and they're, they're not looking at what's happening to taxpayers in terms of their energy costs, being able to drive their cars, be, you know, being able to fly their planes because they get a lot of the fuels coming out of that plant for the MSP, you know. So uh, again, it's time for us to uh, wake up, make sure you get out there and vote on November third because you have a chance to really affect your future in Minnesota. Yeah, no question. Now, Sandra, you all have lived in the uh, district for for quite some time, you know, obviously as residents before you're running for political office, obviously. And we've seen the last couple of election cycles where, you know, as we've mentioned, the DFL has control of both House seats as well as the Senate seat, whereas, you know, earlier this decade and even back into the 2000s, these were reliably Republican seats. So living there and experiencing what you have, what would you attribute to that sh- kind of that shift? And uh, I don't know if it's ideology or worldview or what have you to where now it seems to be DFL seats. I think it's because people don't realize that what they say is really not what they're getting. Mm, okay. And I think now people are starting to wake up to that. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh Hewitt mentioned that he is not uh, he's not been endorsed by the the DFL Environmental Caucus, but if you go on their website, he is endorsed. So there's the is lie. he disavowing this endorsement? Perhaps I don't. Know. No, we asked him to. He hasn't exactly. <laughs> he said that I made a mistake, and yeah. I'm like, okay, how can I make a mistake if it's on the DFL Environmental Caucus website? Yeah, yeah. and to take Santa's point a little further, uh, there has been a big shift in demographics. Uh, yep. more people of color. Uh, younger people as well, uh, primarily in, in the A side of the, of the district. So okay. you are seeing a shift from that yep. standpoint, and some of it's kind of pushing back toward the sort of the B side as well. But we're trying to also say, hey, now you're getting candidates here that 
are reflective of yes. your demographics. Okay, That's important. We have the same values. When they see me at the door, I'm like, oh, my God, you're Hispanic and you're Republican? And I say, yo hablo español, yeah. espan- no te preocupes. Yo te voy a ayudar cuando llegue a St. Paul. So they're like, wow. I said, I am, I am like you, and your children can be like me. And so, being transparent. And being transparent. Yeah, that yeah, that's important because, you know, again, uh, even though the district has become uh, more diverse, which is fantastic, that, yes. that's absolutely, absolutely a great exactly. thing, and, and our, our party definitely needs to, as you say, reflect that, uh, I don't think that they would be buying into kind of the uh, Green New Deal type of, uh, of Democrats. So, yeah, to your point, it doesn't sound like they're being uh, overly transparent. Well, again, it was an honor to be joined by Jose Jimenez and Senator Jimenez. Again, Jose running for State Senate in Senate District 57. Go to jose4mn.com for his website and sandra4mn.com for her website as well to find out how you contribute and all sorts of fun things. Folks, it was an honor. Go, went by way too quick, but best of luck in your uh, in your election uh, coming up in mere nine days. And uh, hope to see you on the trail. Thank Thanks you, Brad. for having Thanks us. Much. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This is Larry Elder. This radio station has been telling you for months that November's election could dramatically change what our country's future looks like. If you believe in freedom supported by law and order, your values are on the line. Make sure you are registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads, and every vote counts. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned through Election Day. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of Remax Results. If you're considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000 or go to resultsbyalex.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. As the uh, guest of Palooza rolls on, 
As I mentioned, the past several weeks, we've been focusing a lot on state legislative races, a very important election coming up at the state level, particularly because this legislature that is elected, folks can't emphasize it enough, is going to be responsible for the having a hand, anyways, in redrawing the congressional district. So very, very important. And uh, joining us in studio now is our next guest. Uh, Leilani Homestead is running in Senate District 54, which is comprised of uh, Cottage Grove, Hastings, uh, St. Paul Park, and a few and parts of uh, South St. Paul, as well as Newport. Uh, I didn't grow up very far from there, so very familiar with that particular area. Uh, Lonnie is a uh, proud mom of three daughters, has lived in Cottage Grove for uh, 27 years, and 21 of those running a family child care business. She is uh, running for the seat again in Senate District 54, Currently occupied by a DFLer, but again, the Republicans have a very scant majority in the Senate. And if there are any possible DFL seats that could be flipped to Republican, all the better. Uh, Leilani Homestead, first of all, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, sir. So uh, I guess your uh, simple question, motivation for running. What uh, what caused you to uh, run this election? I think, believe you've run before. So what is uh, your motivation for foray into politics, Leilani? <laughs> um. I had never thought about it. Uh, it wasn't a goal that I started out with. Just very okay. involved with politics um, as a family, talking politics all the time, and has carried that over. Uh, I'm running because I don't feel that our values are on display in St. Paul. Okay. And I and I want to and I want to bring those values to St. Paul, and that part of that is accountability, transparency, good stewardship, and responsibility. So what? Uh, how is the, the makeup of your district? Again, again, I shared some of the towns. These are some towns, some smaller towns, uh, suburban areas. Uh, what are you hearing, I guess, specifically from constituents, what some of their uh, biggest concerns are, uh, given everything that's gone on between the, the pandemic? Obviously, we talked a little bit about what happened in Minneapolis with the social unrest. Uh, what are some of the uh, issues that are most important to constituents in Senate District 54? Some of the same things. What I'm hearing at the door is public safety. People want to know that they can call police if they need them. So that isn't uh, that isn't a uh, point of privilege, then, according to yeah, the president of the city council. That was a, that was a classic line. You know, wow, people who call nine one one expect police. That's pre- that's apparently a point of privilege. Who knew? Who knew? Lilani Homestead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd like to be able to call him if I needed him. I, I would imagine, yeah. Um, and so, and and also, um, COVID. Uh, people, they want their kids back in school. And as a family child care provider, I understand that. Sure. Um, kids aren't in school five days a week, and parents have to work, and now they have an extra expense. Where do their kids go when they're not there? Uh, and it's it's. It's difficult to keep having them checking in on on a on a box sure. <laughs> to watch and or to learn and and their attention spans they're missing a lot in schools you know education we know two things with education one education breaks the gap uh, or helps break off the need for government assistance or poverty and then we also know that there are viable options to for education, and we see those two things more clearly today than we have in the past. Oh yeah, no question. And and so I, we want the kids back in school. Not only are they missing the textbooks, but they're missing public speaking op- opportunities. How to how to speak with a live person instead of something online. Yeah, and I and, I, and that's an excellent point. I feel like that that's kind of the one of the more underappreciated aspects, or at least one that's not talked about enough during this pandemic. Is the fact is, you know, kids are social creatures. Yeah, they need they're going to school for an education. I understand that, but they need to be around their friends and 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 their peers, and they're just not getting that opportunity. No. And and obviously that has to be a big con, uh, concern for parents uh, along those lines. You know, talking about the coronavirus pandemic. You know, we. I've uh, talked to all of our guests about this, you know, when they decide they're going to run again. And you're certainly no stranger to campaigning, Alani. You probably had an expectation of what it was going to be like. And that out, apple cart was upset after the COVID pandemic, which means not a lot of large gatherings, not a lot of parades where you can get out and, and, and meet more people. So how have you personally adjusted to this kind of this different style of campaigning where you 
I don't know, have to basically ring the doorbell and run six feet back, you know, to maintain that distancing. I'm having fun with the changes well, because, okay. because I now can personally talk to more people than I could if I was walking through a parade. I like it. Yeah, so that's true. So I'm more, it's more touch, a more personal touch with people. I've been door knocking and have lots of volunteers that help do that with me. Uh, you know, we have masks, we knock on the door, stand six feet away, but it's interaction and I'm received well. We have never had a candidate come to our door. You're the only one that we've seen oh, or, wow. okay. and, and talk about what their concerns are and or where their issues are. I would and think so of, it's been nice. Yeah. I would think of nothing else given how we've been, haven't been able to be a social the past several months. They're just Happy to see a friendly face come to the oh, door and it's for any fun. reason. You know? I, I, you know, there are most people have been very receptive. There are people that I come to the door and they're not expecting someone to be at their door. And so they're taken by surprise. But I will say everyone has been dressed when they come to the door. <laughs> That's good. That, that is that's that the very least we should expect, <laughs> I hope. So, uh, you know, obviously we're talking a little bit about the, the financial hit the state has taken because of COVID. You know, we like to... Every December, I think it was around every December, uh, the Department of Revenue comes forth with their uh, you know forecast days. Like this is the revenues we can expect, and given what we've had budgeted, we are projecting it's always several million. In, in some cases, a couple billion over what the uh, budget projections were, which you know a lot of people tout as a good thing. I personally don't like it when more tax dollars are taken from hardworking families as is necessary. That's another story entirely. But because of the pandemic. Tax base is certainly shrunken with businesses uh, ha- um, cratering, for lack of a better word. People unemployed not paying in as much through state taxes. To now, we're at a significant deficit, and that we can't deficit spend by via the Constitution uh, precludes us from deficit spending. So, what are some of the ideas fiscally, Lilani, that you would bring to the table? Because I don't think raising taxes as much as the DFL will probably have an appetite to do so is very realistic. So what are some of the ideas you might bring to the table to kind of to kind of close that deficit? Well, historically, our state falls back on raising taxes. We're in the top five, oh, yeah, right. five of the nation with the highest taxes. So we know historically, we can only go by on what we've seen, mm-hmm. that that's what we could expect with the DFL. Um, you know, families have to live within their means. Why Absolutely. Not, why yeah. not government? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's ever tried. It doesn't seem like that that's ever a possibility. I mean, you know, a great example was, um, you know, the, 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 there were some uh, government workers that were projected to get their standard cost of living increase. And there was this discussion as to maybe just freeze it, not cut people's salaries, but maybe freeze the increase. And it was like you it was like you were asking for someone to donate a major organ for crying out loud. I mean, it's just, it's never tried uh, cutting spending. And it seems to me to your point, you know, especially DFL politicians, they always like to talk about, well, you know, we're for working families and families have to sit around and make tough decisions at the kitchen table. But these elected officials never seem to be in that role. Right. And I disagree. And we, and that's how our form of government works is that we elect people from within our own network and so you need to the voters need to now elect somebody who knows how to do a budget, who has experience with business and families and and how you do that has it, have you uh, had any concerns from constituents about uh, Governor Walls being the only one that's really making any major decisions regarding how to navigate this pandemic, and what are some of those concerns? Well, the concerns I have at the door are: look how quickly we gave up our form of government. Mm. Um, we we that's don't, nice that citizens are engaged in that aspect of it, and certainly. we don't and we we don't have our branch of government that represents our voice. Mm-hmm. And th- this will be a bold statement. But I believe every legislature that voted in agreement to Governor Waltz's ex- extended, lengthy extended emergency orders have abdicated their role. Yes. They've given Great. up our voice in government. And this is where the bold statement comes in. I don't think that any of them should ever qualify to be elected for public office again because they've made their stance. Yeah, no question. I, I think. And, and I feel that's I that passionately about our government and our voice. This is we're the only branch that's gone that doesn't have a voice, the people. And we have the power over the government. And they've taken that away. 
Have you had an opportunity, uh, obviously, like I say, Senate District currently represented uh, by DFLR, has there been an opportunity to have candidate forums? Because I would have to think there would be a very clear distinction that is drawn between what you're just conveying to us now and what your DFL opponent is doing, because obviously all senators on the DFL side have voted to allow Governor Walls to extend his peacetime emergencies, Lalani. So has there been an opportunity to show the clear, stark difference between you and your opponent? We've had three forums, and um, those are issues that I try to bring up to address, but they haven't been questions that have been asked to us. Convenient. Yeah, I, that that's something that I think that is a great disservice to the citizens. I mean, let's be honest. The citizens, if they're not actively engaged in government, should at least on a very base level say, hey, this is how it's supposed to work, and it's not working this way. You're having basically someone – one person making all these mm-hmm. decisions, and I would think eventually after several consecutive months of the governor being allowed to make these decisions unilaterally, people are going to start to ask, why aren't our legislators having a voice? And right. I think that would be a great segue. Well, again, we are joined by Leilani Homestead. She, the Republican candidate in Senate District 54, again, that's comprised Cottage Grove, uh, Hastings, St. Paul Park, parts of South St. Paul, Afton, a beautiful area down there. Uh, Leilani, we need to take a break. Are you able to stay with us for uh, one final short segment? Yes, but can you give my website? Because in the meantime, they of can course. go to donate. What's your website? Leilani for Senate. It's L-E-I-L-A-N-I-F-O-R Senate. LeilaniforSenate.com. And I've also linked to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org, too, on the post promoting uh, today's show. So you can go there as well. Uh, LeilaniforSenate.com. We'll be back with one final short segment with our in-studio guest, the aforementioned Leilani Homestead running in Senate District 54. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Find rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for a church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. 
Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. One final segment with our in-studio guest, Leilani Homestead. She running in Minnesota Senate District 54, again, comprised of uh, Cottage Grove, Hastings, uh, part of South St. Paul, uh, St. Paul Park, Newport, all sorts of fine cities, uh, kind of uh, my old neck of the woods near where I grew up. Uh, Leilani, uh, we talked a little bit uh, off air, you know, talking sort of about the uh, fiscal health of the state. And uh, the DFL uh, seems to be the way they want to most uh, uh, kind of close a deficit, not by cutting spending, by raising taxes. Um, I have a feeling, Lilani, uh, just a hunch, that's probably not something you have a big appetite for, raising taxes. So I have a warning. I'm going to say bad words. Uh Uh-oh. It can't be the seven words that the FCC have. uh, Budget deficit. Oh, okay. Those are really two bad words. (laughs) And I refuse to raise taxes, to fund the deficit that has been created by the Democrats. Okay. I can't think of a more definitive statement than that. There it is, right there. So I'm Leilani, the fiscally responsible Senate candidate in District 54. So obviously whenever, uh, this is something that Republicans are faced with a lot, is, you know, we talk about, look, we were overtaxed enough in the state you know, our budget it continues to be bloated every budget cycle, every couple of years. It's just out of control. We need to cut spending. We need to tighten the belt. And the natural retort from constituents is, well, what would you cut? You know, because naturally they say Republicans want to cut schools. They want to take, uh, you know, they want to take money away from grandma, all of these baseless claims. None of them are rooted in any truth. But nevertheless, Leilani, I imagine you get that question, what would you cut? So I'll ask it here. What do you think should be trimmed back in in the state budget? Well, first of all, I want to say that you you do hear that Republicans don't want to fund schools, and common sense all the time, yeah. Common sense would tell you that's just not true mm-hmm. because Republicans have kids too. Of course, Republicans have grandparents. Yes, they do. I mean, we know people with pre <laughs> pre existing conditions. Indeed, um, and those are all things that we wouldn't want to do. But yeah, I, I would. We'll the have, first thing I would do is cut government bureaucracy in the administration. Let's cut some. Let's cut some. You know, government is the only the public the public sector doesn't lose their jobs. That's true. And so we maybe need to do that. Their We've cost had of living daycare. raises continue to go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So they got raises while everyone else had to take cuts. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, look at look at all the fraud. We had the daycare fraud a couple years oh ago, gosh, and we had yes. different things like it. None of those people lost their jobs over that. Yeah, and they yeah. The and part- who could do that in the private sector? Yeah, I, that's a, that's an excellent point. I mean, it, it just seemed like a weekly story. I mean, when the when the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press are forced to cover everything that's going on in the Department of Health and Human Services uh, with all of that uh, fraud and abuse and just. Let's call it what it is, flat-out incompetence, and we hardly heard of anybody losing their jobs. In fact, there was one prominent person within that department that just got reassigned to a different job, making the same money, doing a heck of a lot less. I don't see that as much of a, a punishment, Leilani Homestead. <laughs> right. And so so we, we'd start with that. And then, you know, you know, there are certain things that government is supposed to provide, and those are not things that we would cut. But let's look at those areas and then go down from there. What are things that are not re- we're responsible to cover in the Constitution or mm-hmm. the role of government? And we can, and then we start with that. And that's what families have to do. Um, you know, my my kids' wants aren't met during this time, but they get food. Sure. I mean, so their needs are met, but not their wants. And and I and that's just how we all have to live our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it just doesn't seem like there's uh, enough sacrifice, you know, at the at the at the government level and particularly now to where um, we're seeing a spike in in COVID cases, it's making the news and you and you hear the governor almost signaling that there's going to have to be, you know, his little uh, graphics where he shows the dials, the dials having to be turned back. Um so from that standpoint when you're talking about, you know, kids needing to be in school and to be, to be there safely, what are some, some of the ways in your mind, in your estimation, 
would be the safest way for kids to get back to school. I mean, because we can cert- we have to be sensitive to the parents' concerns mm-hmm. that if with COVID still as pervasive as it is, there is some risk there. So how do you try to, to I guess, calm the fears of some of these parents, Alana? You're, you're a parent yourself. I am. Yeah. Um, I, first of all, COVID is real. Of course, yeah. And so I want to make that clear. But are we at an emergency level? No, I don't think so. Okay. We know measures that we could each take and what we each feel comfortable with. And I think that's important. We do know that there are viable options to education. And I believe that the money should follow the child. Yeah. That um, parents have the opportunity. They have the control, their role as parents, to pick what type of education works well for their That's true. well and best for their, ch- their child or their family. Once again, we're joined uh, by Leilani Homestead again. She, the uh, Republican candidate in Senate District 54, Cottage Grove, Hastings, St. Paul Park, that general area. Uh, Leilani, we only have a couple of minutes to go. Um, obviously, uh, if you want to feel free to share your website again and any, uh, I believe you have a fundraiser coming up soon as well that you I maybe do. would like to tout. I do. Go ahead. Um, so my website is LeilaniForSenate.com. Okay. Um, I have a um, my final drive to victory on this ne- this coming next Thursday, the, the 29th. And it's going to be held at the Ferber Farms, the historic John P. Ferber Farms in Cottage Grove. Okay. From 630 to 9. Uh, we have some guest speakers that are coming and just a, a time for everyone to get together and a final rah-rah victory. To, to push us through the end. And are, and are people able to get that information off your website? Off then? my website, Okay, yes. fantastic. Well, that's good. Uh, I have also linked to Leilani's website again at my uh, blog, bradcarlson.org, so you can go there. Her website, if you want to throw a few more bucks into the uh, yes. into the hopper there, because uh, as much as the you know we were talking a little off air, as much as the DFL likes to chide the Republicans as being the party of the rich, they uh, consistently uh, out fundraise uh, Republicans at a very high level. And plus, we don't have Mike Bloomberg's deep pockets <laughs> either. So uh, once again, Leilani for Senate.com is the website. You can find out again all about her campaign, her stances of the issues. I mean. We heard definitively how she's not going to raise taxes in an effort to close the deficit. And, folks, we can't emphasize it enough. Uh, The Senate right now is a scant 35 to 32 majority for uh, the Republicans. So if they just lose a net of two Senate seats, then the DFL has complete control of St. Paul. Assuming that they hang on to the House, we'd like to think that we could take the majority back in that. But that is certainly a big ask. But the thing is, we have to try to maintain a majority in the House. And one way to ensure that is DFL seats being flipped through Republican, and SD54 is one such opportunity. Leilani Homestead, honored to meet you. Thank you so much for coming to the studio today. Best of luck the rest of the way these uh, last nine days, and uh, hope to see you out on the trail. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for tuning in AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. Closing time. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health. There are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in a 
America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. That's 800-497-9632. 